welcome to another exciting episode of Bevelations. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy belated Hanukkah. At the rate I'm going uh, with getting these out, Happy Valentine's Day, uh, Happy Arbor Day, Happy Earth Day, Happy Bastille Day. Uh, hi, Bev here. What's up? It's been a moment since the last episode, but you know what? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. So it is the day after Christmas. I'm finally getting my life together to get this episode out to you all with our fabulous guest, Miss Emily Valentine. This episode was recorded a few weeks ago prior to the Drag Wars All-Stars finale. So when we... Uh, Reference that in the interview. Just know that that we filmed, we filmed, we recorded this days before that. I had hoped to get it out in time, but you know, as I've said before, I'm a busy gal on the go. So I had a fabulous uh, Christmas home with the family. Shout out to Judy and the fam. My mother-in-law came and visited. We survived that with flying colors, and now I'm looking forward to an exciting and uh, a little bit uh, restful January for me. I purposely made my calendar a little bit on the lighter side to catch up on. Um, going out in flat shoes and letting my facial hair grow for a little bit. So I'm excited for that. In case you missed it on my social media, I did film a fun little video with my friend Justin that is available on his YouTube. Um, I don't recall the exact link, but all you have to do is go on YouTube and search Bev Elf and it will be the top one that comes up. I'm going to be loading it on my YouTube soon as well. But right now it is on his. It is a fun little video of me going around Philly dressed as the elf on the shelf, uh, terrorizing passersby. Uh, it's fun. Um, we filmed it this past Saturday when everyone was in full-on Christmas mode, so it was fun to go out on the streets. Only a few people uh, reacted negatively, and some of that made it into the video as well. So find that on YouTube. Again, you just have to search on YouTube for Bev Elf, and you should be able to find it. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Bev Bitch, on Facebook under Bev or uh, Drew Bev Gaver. And I just recently switched my Ben, my Benmo, my Venmo to to make it a little bit easier, it's now It's Bev Bitch on Venmo as well. So if you enjoy the podcast, you want to send a little tip over, maybe give me a little belated holiday gift, you can do that. It's It's Bev Bitch on Venmo. Bing! So now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Bevelations with the one, the only Miss Emily Valentine. Valentine. Emily has been doing drag for six years in the Philadelphia area and is current Miss Gay Philadelphia America 2018. Her step down will be this upcoming January. This is the only bio that she gave me. That's boring as fuck. Welcome, Emily Valentine. Hi! In her defense, I made her write that bio like 15 seconds ago. Literally, 15 seconds ago. I am not a prepared lady. I'm sorry. Well, if you're not prepared, I can't be either. Uh, exactly. I Well, that's true. Uh, you can only be as prepared as your host. Well, I apologize. But anyway, welcome. Thanks for having me. How ex- are you? I'm good. Happy holiday season. Happy holidays. I We're need a sitting drink. in my festively decorated uh, living room. I have a cute little Christmas tree. I do. I love the tree. Cheers. So cute. We're both enjoying a, uh, a stoli and a lemon liqueur, which I just said tastes like a really bad lemon drop shot. So It's the best lemon drop shot I ever <laughs> had. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's 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 just vodka and pesticide. Apparently, LaCroix has pesticide now. So. Oh, does it? Did you not hear that? I did not hear that. Apparently, it has like some shit that can be found in like bug repellent or whatever. 
Oh, we can't. Whatever. We're all going to die. We're all going to die soon anyway. Oh, you can't eat salad anymore either. Exactly. There was a the um, the salad works at Liberty Place near my office said that they were out of Roman lettuce. Roman, not romaine. Roman. Well, good thing they no were. No Roman that. lettuce will be served today. <laughs> Greek lettuce is fine, but Roman. Roman? Nope. Sorry, can't have it. Hell with those Romans. So hi, Emily. Welcome to my home. It's lovely. Thank you. I've never seen so many wigs. <laughs> Everyone says that. <laughs> well, I can't help. It. I'm a hoarder. I can't help it. So um, let's start as always at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Where is she from? Uh, I was born and raised in Philadelphia. Grew up in the Northeast. The Northeast? Yeah, yes, very Northeast. In the Northeast? In Mayfair. Mayfair, where's that? <laughs> oh, don't judge me. <laughs> is that near Bridesburg? It is not far from Bridesburg, okay, not far from Kensington. All, I, I literally only have uh, Bridesburg as a reference because of a show I did with Sutton Fierce up there where it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it, you get off the highway, you're like, oh. And between Bridesburg, oh. <laughs> Bridesburg and Bucks County. Oh, uh, okay. So right, okay. Sna- like right dab in the middle. Okay. And where'd you go to school? Uh, I w- went to uh, Temple University. Where, university. But well, what about high school? High school, I went to Archbishop Ryan. I was a Catholic boy growing up. Oh, it was Catholic school. Uh, yeah, I okay. went Catholic school, altar boy. Oh, my. Any stories there? Well, not me personally, but uh, my principal did go to jail for child molestation. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so he was a priest, and he was uh, serving time for quite some time. Wow, really? Yeah, he literally just got out last year from what I heard. It literally sounds like there's like a war going on outside of my apartment right now, in case you could not hear the helicopters that are like passing by. I live right by Jefferson, so. Sorry, anyways, um, so you went to Temple. I did for graphic design, advertising. Oh, graphic design. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a career woman. Oh, she is a career woman. She does, she is available for graphic design uh, projects. She has made a flyer or two that I've I've been on. Um, did you do like theater or performance or anything? I did like, as a kid, or I did. I was in, uh, I went to acting classes when I was a kid. I also uh, did plays in high school, and my speak up, Hem- uh, Helen. And my major actually, <laughs> my first major was uh, theater in college uh-huh. until I realized. And then, that, unlike me, you realized that that was a useless degree, and it was not going to catch you. I, I I realized I like to eat. Yeah. So, um, yeah. being a bigger girl, I would like That'll to eat. Stop. No, I was a theater major with an English with an English minor, and here I am. That was actually my professional ar- drag queen. That was my both of my majors as well, and then I switched to advertising because I watched Bewitched one night, <laughs> and I was like, I could do that, Bewitched of all things. But yeah, that's a true story. The TV show the or t- the movie? The TV show with oh. Darren Stevens and oh, okay. And I was like, I could I'm do like, that. Not that god awful movie with fucking Nicole Kidman and and Will Ferrell. I forgot that even existed. Yeah, it's, it's better that way. Everybody should forget that. So it um. So she's the and you still do that? Is that like your day job? It's Monday to Friday. And where yeah. do you work? American Heritage Federal Credit Union. Okay. So yeah, I, in their like marketing. Or? In their marketing department, been there for ten years. Oh wow! And so you started when you were twelve. <laughs> yes. So you're only twenty-two years old. I they, they hire young. <laughs> <laughs> they hire young. So um, when did drag enter the uh, the picture? I actually started drag uh, for a Halloween contest, like every gay boy. And basically, it's I won a prize, and I was like, "Oh, that was easy money. Let me uh, let me go to try it in the city." Was her name Emily Valentine? It now? was not. It was like what was her original. It was like drag name? Ruby something. I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, I just remember. How many Ruby. drag names have you had? Only the two, and I was oh, like, okay. Ruby is not like a really good drag just, name. Just, just Ruby. It was just Ruby just for like some Cher reason, or Bev, or whatever. Just Ruby. Just Ruby, and. Ruby. It, <laughs> 
I don't know where that came Were you from. Out with your sister Emerald and Sapphire. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> no, it was. We went as lesbian prom dates through a bar. And uh, yeah, no. We, how how long ago was this? This was in uh, what 2012. Okay. Okay. So so not. Not too, too long ago. Not too long ago, but long enough for me not to be a baby queen anymore, so. And then um, how long before you started doing drag in earnest? Uh, Actually, one of the first things I ever did was Drag Wars, Cycle 2. Okay, so that was going to be one of my questions. Did you, had had you really done, because we'll we'll talk about Drag Wars. She has a a distinction that still carries on within the the Drag Wars family, but um, had you been doing drag much at all before Drag Wars, or were you one of the ones where it was like, I put on drag once or twice, let me... Once or twice, and I literally, I think the first time I ever did it was S&M over at Woody's with Satine. Okay, and S&M, Mist- previous, hosted by, it was Satine and Misty Maven, right? Satine and Misty, but I don't think Misty was even there at that point, I think it was Brooklyn. Oh. So it became Stand and Model instead of Satine, <laughs> and, <laughs> Satine and Misty. Park and Bark. But, uh, yeah, no, and then I was like, I did it once or twice, and I went saw Brandon one day, Brandon Roberts, and I was like, I'm... Previous guest, Brandon Roberts. <laughs> Previous guest, Satine Harlan. Previous guest, Brooklyn Ford. No, see, name dropping, name I dropping. Start picking them all up. Did you, did you see that on your foot? I'm sorry, that's the name I dropped. Uh, but, yeah, I saw him in the Gaberhood, I was like, I'm going to try out for Drag Wars, and he's like, yeah, okay, and I, uh, I did, and I made it somehow. Well, I mean, that, and you were cycled... Two. Cycle two. Cycle two with five thousand other contestants. Yeah, it was this, uh, con- that was Brooklyn season, Maria Topcat season. Uh, the infamous uh, previous episodes talking about like the infamous like meltdown was Satine Harlow quitting and then coming back. But, yep, that was actually a thing. That, that was, was a thing. thing. That's been in. Uh, People threw their tits over the exactly. stage. Coco <laughs> Fer- Shout out to Coco Ferragamo. Um, so you la- you made it to the top. I was top four. Top four. And the now every cycle there is a Valentine winner, which our which is our version of the Miss Congeniality, and that's named after you. It's named after me. Yay! That's so cute. Yes. And why do you think that was named after you? Um, I honestly think it's because a I was very sweet and innocent, didn't know what I was doing. What happened? I don't know. You've become such a cunt. I have <laughs> experience. <laughs> you don't even. It's like, working with people like you. With whatever the fuck I say, <laughs> you're working with people like me. Exactly. <laughs> I've worked with I'm you a too bad long. Influence. I'm a bad influence. But now, and but I also think it has to do with being most improved, not just being nice and sweet, mm-hmm. but actually showing that you want to be there and, and you're dedicated a, and giving a shit about it. Yeah. Um, and learning, because I think one of the first best things you can do about drag wars is it's an opportunity for you to learn. It's like drag boot camp. Right. So you go in and if you, you get what you take from it. Right. So if you put in 110%, you're going to get back 110%, even if you don't win. Right. People know who you are. You get bookings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're about to start a whole new cycle. And I've said to, I've said to established girls, I'm like, yeah, you have a name. But have you been on that big a platform? No. No. You haven't yet. That's worth it right there. Especially, <coughs> excuse me. The amount of people that come, the amount of people that talk yeah. about you, whether it's good or bad, they're still talking about you. You can suck, and you still people are still sure, talking about you. Seen you, which is more than when you before you stepped foot in the door. Exactly. So, um, what was what do you remember from from that cycle that's memorable to you? Well, that's when I actually got my drag mom. When I got voted out, who's the, your drag mom? Nevaeh Shea actually asked me to be her, her drag daughter that night. Nevaeh Shea, who was supposed to have been a guest, but she's. An airhead ditz, so she may or may not have bailed on me, but it's fine. I love you, Nevaeh. <laughs> love you, Nevaeh. You can catch Nevaeh bartending at Taboo. You can. Sometimes. Or drunk, pissed out on or her kitchen floor. Or drunk, pissed out, peeing on herself on the floor. 
Which is more more times than not. <laughs> Which is more in brand for her. So, and then you came back and we did um, All Stars Cycle 1 together. We did, and I was voted out, like, number 11. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... <coughs> All of a sudden, I've got a frog in my throat. I think you... So, there was an infamous... And I've talked about it before on the podcast. I, there was an infamous challenge... Um, in All Stars Cycle One, where I don't know if you remember this, Mimi made us all line up on stage together, and she gave us like a piece of paper, and we had to write our quote unquote signature number or like our favorite number to perform, and we all wrote it and we all showed it to the audience, and I wrote down, and I'm telling you, I'm not going from Dream Girls, which I think you wound up with, right? No, I didn't. That was. Who did um, you wind up with? What, what, uh, oh, I, I. But anyway, plot twist. Mimi made us hand it to the next person to our left, and I got fucking dark horse by Katy Perry from Scarlet Blue. Got yours. Oh, okay. And she, okay. I she, you got it. And she did a fucked up version of it. Oh, yeah, I thought you had gotten it. So no, what did you get? I ended up getting like Whitney Houston's like. Oh, okay. What, like some ballot, which was cute, but you weren't really allowed to touch the mix, I thought. <coughs> right. Which I think that was the challenge of it. You weren't allowed to touch the mix. You were handed basically somebody else's number, and then you had to, like, just do it. And, yeah. It was, yeah. And that challenge, that, that, that shit should be brought back, because that was, that was, it made you think on your fucking feet. Yes, it did. I think you were allowed to change it 10%, but that was it. Like, you were not allowed yeah. to fuck with the number. Yeah. And that's hard when you're, yeah. you have a signature, like... If you were and to people get, like people just didn't know what to write. Like fucking like Katy Perry Dark Horse had been out for like two weeks and Aurora writes that down. I'm like, really, bitch? That's your signature fucking number. It's been out for two fucking weeks. Like she, really. She performed it two times. She performed it once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at Sinful Sunday for free. Mm. So <laughs> not much has changed. <laughs> well, cheers. Cheers. So um then after Drag Wars. You, you've gone down this like pageant path, right? I have. I uh, went. I did the pageant. Uh, that was recently. I took a little bit of a hiatus, and then I came back full force with uh, Miss Gay Philadelphia America. Okay. So um, talk to us about that. So no, I uh, out of the blue, I was, you know, I can do this, and I did not realize how much work actually goes into a pageant, mm -hmm. and how much money goes into Girl. a pageant. Yep. I mean, it's not things you don't even think about, like pantyhose and shoes and hair and tights is just the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. It's jewelry and, you know, stoning and... Oh, does my earring touch my touch my shoulder? Does my hem cover the, the last two inches of my, like, heel or whatever? Like, it's fucking crazy. Every little thing. Like, is the hair at this right length? Like, right. I got clocked on my hair being an inch too long. Mm -hmm. But... It's it. You look at those fine details, and it actually does make you a better queen. Yeah. Um. You know. Oh, I'm not wearing nails tonight. Crap. Let me go put some on. I don't like wearing nails. <laughs> for America, you have to. <laughs> oh, for America, you do. Oh, a certain queen who I won't say her name. I just natural. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, excuse me, Ida S. Stratton. Strat. Yes. Um. Booked a few of my friends for her show down on the eastern shore and when she walked when they walked in the dressing room Aida handed them each a pair of like kiss nails and was like here put these on no one goes on my stage without nails on I can hear her saying that bitch, though fuck you you yeah. get ing it gets ingrained in you though girl 
by. But only when I'm wearing the crown. I will put on nails if it's like a fucking special event I'm required to or a gun is being held to my head. Sorry about it. Well, you paint your nails, little, though. I do paint my nails. At least I, at least I do that. I, right? wouldn't, I don't even do that. If I'm, just, if I'm not wearing nails, I'm not even doing anything. I'm just going to be lazy about it. It's but fine. At least I will paint my nails. I will paint my nails. So you competed in Miss Gay Philadelphia. I did. And you won. I won. So I was able to go to state. <laughs> Sadly, I did not win state. Well, I, I didn't even make... And how many contestants were there? There was 15. Okay. So, I mean... That's I, a lot. I made it to the second... Keep playing. I made it to the second half, and, you know, I didn't win, but I learned a lot, and I got the critiques. They were very, very honest, and I got prepared for it by Drag Wars, because... You get ripped apart by drag wars, but you learn a lot. Uh-huh. So getting those critiques. Yeah, it mean like there's girls who like, oh, bitch. It it makes you step your pussy up in front on a large stage in front of a large group of people. And you can only learn from it. So I did it. I am going to go back eventually. I'm I'm taking this year off. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I just had some. This year was a little weird for me. So. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. we'll get there. But we'll get there. We'll get there. So um, then. You decided, you know what? I haven't been through enough punishment yet. I'll do Drag Wars All-Stars again. Exactly, because you know what? Why not? Why not? Why not? So now we're, we, as we're recording this, and this will probably come out fucking tomorrow, um, we are just days away from the Drag Wars All-Stars. Three? Three? Three. I almost said four, because I'm thinking All-Stars, Drag Race All-Stars 4. Drag Wars All-Stars 3 finale. What can we expect from you, Miss Emily? Uh, we expect a beautiful Ice Queen look uh-huh. created by Big Red Designs. Okay. He's helped me out a lot this season, so mm-hmm. got to give him a shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm planning to do some pretty stupid things. I'm really excited. Something that's outside of my box. I'm trying to do something that's not so pageant and uh-huh. not so serious. So... I'm excited to do something a little out there for me. Stupid. It's a little stupid, a little Yay, funny. That's fun. And you have your own monthly show. I do. It's called Guys and Dolls, which was at a former bar that is no longer open. Uh, Red Lobster? Re- yes, it was at the Red Lobster. Uh, a Chibo? Cozy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> candy. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I'm not familiar Sorry about with that. that establishment. I, yeah, I've never heard of that place ever. Um, but now it's at Lataj. Which is an amazing venue. If you haven't been there, you should go check it out. On the corner of 6th and Bainbridge. Bing! You're welcome, Leslie. <laughs> I love Leslie. But it's a really cute venue. Uh, Guys and Dolls still follows the same format where we have, you know, two female-identified performers and two male-identified performers. So that could be uh, burlesquers, male, uh, male burlesque dancers, drag queens, so, uh, singers. We're, ha- we're talking to some comics to come out. Fun. So it'll be, it's going to be, it's more of a and variety show. the next show. one? The next one is on December 20th. December 20th. It's a plenty th- of time to make plans. You can this buy your tickets. Plenty of time. Buy your tickets at John Birds Presents slash dolls, or you can buy them at the door. Perfect. Plug, 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 plug. So you mentioned, not to bring us down, but we're going to talk because this is the, the man behind the lady. So you mentioned this has been a, a, a little bit of a rough year for you. A little bit. We can so say a little talk bit. talk to us about that. So right after Memorial Day this year, I uh, noticed that there was something weird going down on down below. Uh-huh. So I woke up one morning, uh, and my testicle was five sizes the size it usually is. Oh, my God. And rock hard. Ooh, girl. And I was like, well, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, maybe it's just inflamed. Maybe I got new underwear. Maybe it's, maybe it's just something, you know, 
weird Maybe going you got on. Crabs out on that oh, beach on Memorial. Well, <laughs> after your beach house experience, it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have How sex. Dare you. <laughs> but I could be sitting there. You never know. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, people were having sex in your shower that didn't even live there. Exactly. So who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Who knows? But uh, so I was like, well, I went to work and I was like. Something just wasn't right. So I, after work, I ended up going to the hospital, and they did an ultrasound, and uh, they came. The doctor came in, and he's like, "Do you have somebody you can call?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess I can call uh, someone." I but that's not good. And mm-hmm. he wouldn't tell me what was the matter. So uh, oh, he didn't want you to be by yourself. Yeah. So I called my mom, and uh, she lives up in Northeast Philly, uh-huh. which I already told you where that was. Uh-huh. So she had to drive down to the city, and she gets there, and uh, the doctor comes in, and goes, "Well." I'm sorry to tell you, but you, you, know, you do, in fact, have cancer. Mm-hmm. So I was diagnosed with testicular cancer, and me being an asshole, I was like, he's like, how you doing? I was like, well, I'm having a ball. <laughs> a ball. A ball. A ball. <laughs> exactly. Well, little did I know. <clears throat> so he's like, you have to go see a, an oncologist. So mm-hmm. uh, I went the next day because I got an emergency appointment because... I didn't know you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to procrastinate. You don't want to procrastinate. So uh, that next day I went and he was like, you know, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to lose it. So I went in the seven, the next day within you know 72 hours, I was under the knife. Oh my God. So it's gone. It's gone. I'm it's one bald. <laughs> oh. I, mean, I guess it makes it a little easier to tuck now, but. Oh, uh, that, that's sea look. One less thing to Fuck worry you, about. Trinity Taylor. She's getting. Good. <laughs> but no, I mean, all joking aside, it actually really is important to actually check yourself. And you're in recovery now. I'm in recovery. You cannot say remission um, until you are past a certain point, which is usually around five years. Did you have to do, you have to do like chemo or do. Chemo was, I, they, they gave me the option and it came down to a numbers thing for me. So I, if I didn't have the chemo, I'd have a 20% chance of having cancer again, mm-hmm. but that's an 80% chance of not having cancer. Right, right, right. If I would have had the, the chemo, I would have went down to a 2% chance of not having cancer again, which would give me an idea. Uh, made you super sick. But made me super sick. So I decided to take the odds because the odds are pretty good 80 percent is a good number to not go for the chemo because chemo the rounds of chemo that they were telling me was going to make me lose my hair make me really sick right you know it would have been bad and i mean i know people deal with things every day but at the same time if i don't have to put myself through that Mm -hmm. and just follow up with my doctor regularly i go every two months for blood work and cat scans i'll do that for the next year and then it'll go every six months for the next five yeah but, I, you know, my message is to really make sure that you do check yourself. Ladies, check your, check your breasts. And mm-hmm. men, check your testicles. I mean, it really, it can, it can kill you if you do not, if right. it goes untreated. So, I mean, I know while you're going down playing with yourself, feel around down there. <laughs> Take a couple seconds. Take a couple seconds before, before you get to town. But I, I, think it's glad, I think it's good that you're, like, open and honest about it. And that it is something important because, like, especially, like, people our age, you don't hear about it. Too, too much. Well, nobody wants to talk about it. Right. I mean, you hear, you know, somebody has cancer, especially with testicular cancer, you think of what, Lance Armstrong? Right. But who else has you really, do you really know? Right. It doesn't, it doesn't reach you until you, you know somebody who has it. Right. So, 
not to be Debbie Downer with that note, but that is an important message, I think, for, for and it's important, I think, sometimes to have, like, a somber, serious moment. And you mentioned your mom, whom I love, and she's been with you, uh, been there for you since the very fucking beginning. She Let's has. have a shout-out to Miss Diane. Yes, yes Diane. Yes, love Diane. you, Mom. I said at the, um, the Drag Awards that um, I think next year for the Drag Awards there should be, I jokingly called it the... The Judy gave her golden seat cushion award for drag for moms that come out to drag shows. There should be and sit through their fucking children's drag show. Cause your mom, my mom, um, fucking uh, Ariel Versace's mom, Miss mm-hmm. Troy's mom comes out to everything. They, they um, are su- so supportive. And all the time would come out. Like shout out to moms that support their gay sons and their absolutely. Because that's not you don't hear that every day. Not that often. And especially you know it's rare now. Back in the day, it was unheard <laughs> of. Right. So your mom, my mom, and the, all the other mamas out there, I have to give a huge shout out to. Yeah. Because they're absolutely amazing. She's on Facebook right now, hawking her jewelry. Yeah. Yes, she is. Five dollars. <laughs> Five dollars. Earlier tonight, Luke was like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "That's Emily's mom." I I peek in from time to time to see what her wares are. Because she wears a new wig every show. <laughs> She's almost as bad as you. Well, if she wants to come shop, just let her know. <laughs> I do still have some available on Facebook. So, um, as we wrap up, I always like to take a, uh, I mean, I like to play a little game, a little a round of 20 questions, which usually ends up being two or three. So what is your favorite drag memory? My favorite drag memory. Oh, it could geez. be a mix. It could be a success. It could be a number you did. I do have to say, I think my favorite drag memory would have to be my, the finale night of, um, uh, my drag war cycle, cycle two. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a new queen and nobody thought I was going to make it. And I was the only one to get a standing innovation that night with my hallelujah number, which I will pull out from time to time. Which is it? The hallelujah by Brandy Carlisle. Oh. Uh, that, that actually made Mimi cry. Oh, wow. Which is what actually started the whole Valentine award. Mm-hmm. That number in particular started that award. Uh-huh. Um, that was when I was literally center stage and I had my gown, uh, literally lift to the rafters of Voyeur. It, it took up the entire stage. Really? How the fuck did you do that? I had people on the top and I had a pulley system. And I literally... Oh, shit, bitch. Yeah. It that, was, was, that was before my time. It was one of my favorite things I've ever was able to do. Now, that, they changed the stage now, so you can really you can't, can't... really do that. Can't man. do that anymore. I had people back, like three people up there pulling the dress. Oh, and it wow. reached the entire... took up the entire stage. Oh wow! But it was one of my favorite moments ever because it people I got a stand innovation. I actually got off stage and I was sobbing. Oh! But it, it was emo- sobbing in a good way. It was an emotional right. night. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Opposite end of the spectrum. What's your most embarrassing memory? Oh, geez, there's so many. I think okay. So this is when I was first starting out uh, over at Venture Inn. Henry. <laughs> she shall not be named. I hate that bitch. <laughs> Henry uh, booked me for a show. No. Exactly. Somebody booked me for a show. Mm-hmm. And um, Nevaeh painted my face, so I looked really pretty. Uh-huh. But the pro- well, Henry has people paint his face, too, so it's really pretty. <laughs> the problem was is I didn't know how to put undergarments on. So I was doing Jai Ho, and before I knew it, my boobs were literally to my knees. I'm not even kidding. Okay. They were falling out. Okay. And pictures went up online, and I thought I was doing amazing. I thought I looked great. And my boobs were literally touching the floor, and I was oh. mortified because oh. they were everywhere. 
Jaiho by the Pussycat Dolls. Yes. Perfect. It was Oscar you night themed. Very ethnic. So <laughs> I, nowadays that shit wouldn't fly. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, PC police. So, um, what are your drag pet peeves, either uh, in regards to other performers or uh, audience? All right. So, audience wise, I hate when people get up on stage with you yeah. when they're not invited. It's one AKA thing. A drunk bitches. Drunk bitches. The thing is, if you're if I'm performing and you're in my way, right. I can't get to other people. You're not the only person in the show, and other people paid to be there, so I can't spend my entire time with you. You're important to me, but I need to spend time with other people as well. Yeah. Um, for performers, I think it would have to be the lack of being kind backstage. You don't have to be such a bitch sometimes. <laughs> people can be very catty backstage. Who are you talking about? I don't know who I'm talking about. Never. Her name rhymes with Schmatine Schmarlow. <laughs> no, I love Schmatine. But if you, the, the cattiness backstage sometimes can be a little much. Mm-hmm. I, it's the lack of professionalism. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, arrive to your show on time. Amen, sister. You know, don't, don't be, you know, an hour late. <laughs> Says me who showed up like 45 minutes late to our gig last night. Well, last night. Last night, last night, last night was a thing. We were both career girls coming from our fucking day jobs. So. <laughs> Seven o'clock show Girl. when you get out of work at Girl. five. Yeah. It usually takes me two hours to paint my face. I had like, you know. Yeah. Literally 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, so what advice do you have to a, <coughs> excuse me, to a blood clot, to a, um, a baby performer who might be listening to this, who might be wondering what a seasoned queen uh, would, would say to them uh, for advice? I would say that no matter how seasoned you think we are, we're still learning things every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Take time, practice your craft, practice your makeup, practice your mixes. But also when you're out, go to the shows. Go yeah. see what other people are doing and learn from them. If you see a queen and she does something you like, learn from it. If you see something that a queen does and you are like you don't like it, make sure you don't do that. Learn from the good and the bad. Learn something from every single person you see. Right. That would be my advice. Yeah. You look at you giving like short and concise pageant answers. I love it. I am so I used to it. I have to say April 25th. <laughs> it's not too hot. It's not too cold. No, I agree. I agree. I'm going to go off on a tangent here for a moment because we're, we're only at like the half hour mark. So um, I'm just going to put my two cents out there that I'm seeing a lot of social justice warrioring again, mm-hmm. especially from younger members of the performance community and i think it's going to be interesting as we go into a new round of drag wars because um a lot of the newer performers in the philly community at least right now have been like nurtured in this amateur drag race amateur drag attack drag arena dragorama cocoon Mm -hmm. where like Everything you do is great. Everything is great. We're all here to be supportive. We're all here this to be that, blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of built up maybe a, a, a not a false sense of security, but maybe a little bit of an entitlement that mm-hmm. myself and other I other never had that. are noticing. And um, I'm just going to say there was an incident at another competition show a couple weeks ago that I think that a, 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 one queen 
used dialogue from uh, um, spoken word dialogue that was originally by someone that was not of her race and was called what was was called out for appropriating a culture that wasn't her own because she used that di- dialogue and and I only saw comments from from people that were not that seasoned jumping on that bandwagon and I I'm just going to put it out there that like I bet you've done a Whitney Houston song before, haven't you? I absolutely have. I've done a Jennifer Holiday song before. I do. I've done a Jennifer time. Hudson song before. I've done Nene Leakes. I've done Tiffany Pollard. I've done like we. we I, I I I'm I'm interested to see how it's going to go with upcoming with this current cycle of drag wars and as these queens progress because I think it's. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm. It's just the alcohol talking, but I feel like we're going down a slippery slope again, where it's like the policing of what can be done and what can't be done by like their own peers. It's like, who are you? You are their peer. You're not the showrunner. You're not this. You're not a judge. You're not the person telling them what they can and can't do. Like we're here to mentor and help, not to tear down and poke and like you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't use such and such because you're not black. You're not brown. You're not white. Like I, I, drag is an art form that transcends that whole like labels of what can and can't be done. And the second you start policing what can and can't be done, I think it's a slippery slope. I think people forgot what drag actually was to begin with. Mm-hmm. Drag was an expression of art, but it was also a political statement. Mm-hmm. It was topical. It was what was going on in society. And it didn't matter what color you are. It mattered what you had to say. Right. It was very political. And you sometimes did things that out of the box and, you know, sometimes very controversial. Right. But those numbers were important. I, we went off on a tangent there for a moment. We, the we spirit, the spirit, the spirit spoke to me. Sorry. I understand, but I think it's a very important for people to hear that. Yes, you, like girl, like it's not that fucking serious. It's drag. Not everyone does not need to be upended by everything. We are part of the same community, and we're all here to help each other, and we're all here to help ourselves grow. And we don't need to constantly find fault in something that someone is trying to figure out for themselves. Whereas you may not agree with it just because you don't agree with it doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong. I completely agree with that. Right. Just saying. Right. Everybody's entitled. Anyway, everybody's, I must step off myself. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Right. But at the what end of the make? every, at the end of the day, opinions are like assholes. And most of the time they're full of shit. Right. So your opinion means no more than anybody else. Right. But again, right. A feeling is a feeling, not a fact. Exactly. Right. So anyways, and the most important question of the podcast is, what is your favorite thing about me? <laughs> my favorite thing about you. That is so hard. And I'm not going to just say your wig collection. Oh, I do. I think you're very smart with your mixes. I think you're very creative. And I enjoy to see what you put on stage. Cause you're, Thank you. You always come up with these numbers that are... I mean, I'm only one half of the best comedy queen in Philadelphia, but it's okay. <laughs> That's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It's fine. But no, you seriously, you put thought into what you do. Well, thank you. Your numbers are very smart and they're very funny. And 
I think you're going to go one way and you go a whole other way. Oh, thank you. For um, like 99% of your numbers. And then there's just numbers that, you know, you have to do because the fangirls want them. And I get that. But you also have very iconic numbers. Oh, you know, like, you know, your tip. Okay, I've done them 50,000 times to people. But no, you know, people, but people <laughs> request them. It's the problem. <coughs> when people want to see it's all, uh, it's all coming back to me now. Right. You know, or tip me maybe. You know, there numbers you think of and you think Bev. You Aww. hear those songs and you think Bev. Oh, thank you. So, which is why nobody should really touch them. Exactly, bitches. <laughs> Get your own shit. I'm just kidding. All right, so as we're wrapping up, anything else you want to add? Any uh, Where they can find you on the social medias? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook at Emily Valentine, or you can find me on Instagram. I have the worst Instagram handle, but it's too late to fucking change. Uh-huh. It's Aortiz325. You can change it, can't you? I, I changed mine recently, if you, not too long ago. If you change it, doesn't it take away all your tags and hashtags? Like, or oh, your, I don't know. Ask, ask Dash Matthews, a.k.a. Brooklyn Ford. Hey, I Brooklyn, I'll call you tomorrow. Right. Um, but no, seriously, uh... Find me on Facebook. Find me on Instagram. Where can they find you on Venmo? Uh, (laughs) Aortiz325. I keep everything the same. Perfect. But thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. She's going to go buy a wig from me now. I am. Bye. Bye. Yes, that was our episode with the fun Miss Emily. She's a sweetheart. And uh, she did a fabulous job during the Drag Wars All-Stars finale. I'm very proud of her. That was a very uh, momentous evening. So I'm sure everyone has read about that on social media. Uh, I will not speak about anything in regards to that further. Uh, There is a brand new season of Drag Wars coming up, though, starting, I believe it's Friday, January 25th. We will be starting season 10. We've got a slew of brand new girls coming out. I have my fabulous uh, Bev's Bitch Fest show Saturday, January 5th at taboo on the second floor and uh, we have our fabulous new uh, guest this month will be one of my favorites from new york city the hysterical ms carrie kerning the oft imitated never duplicated ms carrie kerning will be giving a, a a number that you may have seen a similar number here in philly but you know what she's gonna give you the original and it's going to be amazing so come on out for that as always i said find me on instagram and venmo at it's bev bitch find me on facebook at bev philly drag And I will see you next time. Bye.